what's up everybody, welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz, I'm a designer here at Adafruit. Joining me every week is... Mr. Pedro. What's going on everybody, I'm Pedro, as creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we come to share 3D print projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That is right, this is the show where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Welcome everybody to the show, let's kick it off with a coupon code. That's right, today's coupon code is PORTALWALL. So if you want to get anything in the Adafruit shop, you can get 10% off your order. Speaking of orders, if you spend more with Adafruit, you get more free stuff. So be sure to go to adafruit.com slash free and see all the different tiers and lovely goodies that we are giving out. Same-day delivery is an option in the New York City area. So if you'd like to get your parts delivered to you in the same day that you order it, check out that option, adafruit.com slash shipping. CircuitPython meetings happen every 2 p.m. on a Monday. That's Eastern time. Check it out on the Discord server. Uh, we have a Discord server that is running really, really awesome right now. You can check it out. The invite code is uh, discord.gg slash Adafruit. Real quick, we'll run through some newsletters. If you want to get a daily dose of Adafruit content, you can go to adafruitdaily.com and subscribe to the different newsletters that we have, everything from biohacking to... Uh, circuit Python. Sorry, I read the chat and I said microphone issues. What a great way to stop me from thinking. <laughs> yes, of course. There's microphone. Uh, mic yeah. The Let's do the the table flip GIF like all day. Just let that run for the next hour. Set this H4N on fire I think I think we should take it apart and like put some gunpowder in it and just like, it just set it on fire. Yeah. So newsletters. Adafruit.com/newsletters. <laughs> And uh, you can check out the newsletter that is a product-focused one. This one happens once a week. <laughs> check out the jobs board if you are a maker with super cool maker skills and you're looking for some cool maker companies looking for those skills to give you some monies. Check out the jobs board. It's jobs.adafruit.com. And thank you to all the maker companies that are posting their listings, making this a great place to look for jobs and whatnot. We're hanging out in the chat room. We're in Discord right now. We're also hanging out in the YouTube chat, Facebook chats, and beyond. So welcome everybody to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are live streaming. We do the show every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So this week we got a project for you folks, and it is a course, a Pi Portal type project. So let's take a look at the Learn system and see what we have. Yeah, we got a wall mount for the Pi Portal. So let's check it out. So this is a lovely two-piece bracket that we designed. And it is 3D printed, yes. And the thing here is uh, we were um, looking for a way to secure and mount the Pi Portal to a wall. <laughs> That's the goal, right? So we came up with this design where we got inspired by John Park's uh, Cricut BLE um, project where he uses the, the, the Cricut board uh, to trigger a, a light switch using a servo. And the mounting bracket for the Cricut is actually, uh, it, it uses both of the mounting holes for a standard US uh, light switch plate. So we thought we would do the same. So the first part is this right here, these two little bunny ears. They have mounting holes that are sized M6 that are pretty much standard for any US uh, light switch plate. Um, so those, uh, the distance between these 
these holes are a standard thing across the houses here in the US. Um, for other uh, locations, you may have to remix the design, but it is a parametric design and it's completely sketch driven. So it's, it's uh, pretty simple to update the sketch dimensions and make it work with your light switch plate. Uh, the second part is the, yeah, the second part is a bracket that mounts to the Pi Portal itself. So the Pi Portal has, go ahead and lift the Pi Portal. The Pi Portal itself has uh, four standoffs that are just hand tightened with these nylon M25 standoffs that we have. They're really low profile. They're the six millimeter tall standoffs, which is just the right height that you need to kind of get that clearance between the USB port and those JST Stemma connectors that are on the side of the Pi Portal. So um, you do need some hardware fasteners, but uh, they're really easy to come by. And we carry uh, these nylon M25 uh, fastener kit that we have in the shop. And you'll just need four of those and eight of the screws. Pretty cool. All right, so we have a learn guide that kind of walks through the things that you need. We have a nice intro guide to the Pi Portal if you are new to it. Um, you should definitely check that out. Some other things that you might want to get is this wall power supply. It plugs into your wall um, and it supplies uh, 2.5 amps, 5 volts. Um, so the Pi Portal can take that, no problem. You could, this is also great for Raspberry Pi and that sort of stuff. but. Um, it's a, a great way to kind of get uh, USB power from your wall into your device, like the Pi Portal. If you're new to 3D printing, we do have a, a really nice 3D printer in the shop right now that will also work with um, the coupon code. If you want to pick that one up, we really recommend this one. Actually, one of our uh, engineers just picked one of these up and was super impressed with the first print quality. In the Two of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Dan Halbert and Kate, Kate, uh, Kevin Townsend. Yeah, they both uh, are really digging their inventor printer. So shout out to you folks for checking that out. It's really nice because I always see so much negativity about 3D printing and so terrible and so this. I hate 3D printers. And, and then so you have some software engineers who actually did it. We recommended, you know, get this one and it worked out very well. There's no profile swapping that we had to do. No, like, it's oh, you got to tweak this little thing. It's just set it in print. Yeah. And it was great. Cases. And he actually edited some designs, That's too. right, in TinkCAD. That was pretty awesome. Cool. Wish I had more time to uh, share it. Um, but maybe. In the, maybe we'll make a blog post about it. Sweet. So, um, yeah. So you can download the CAD files right here in the Learn Guide. Um, this is a zip file straight from the GitHub repo, which will have the STL files and the source files. So if you do want to go in there and modify those sketch dimensions, feel free to do so. You can edit it and import it into just about any uh, solid modeling uh, app program. Um, so we have a step file, which is a standard kind of uh, file, and uh, the, the Fusion 360 file, which will include all the textures and animations and things that we have set up for you. When it comes to the slice settings, pretty standard slice settings. Whatever your printer likes, definitely use that. We use the Ultimakers here as well, so we're using Cura Slicer. And then um, here's the assembly, pretty, uh, pretty simple. You just install the standoffs with your fingers. You don't even need a screwdriver. If you do want some nice tight um, screws, <laughs> you can use a screwdriver. Um, and then you can install it this way. The way this docks is it has a, these little kind of um, hooks that the loops from the Pi Portal mount uh, kind of hook into. And it's reversible, so it's a symmetrical design. So you can flip it on through to the left or to the right. So um, it's a symmetrical design. And the hooks will work uh, both ways both orientations. So there you go. 
Um, to install the to install into an existing light switch place, it's really nice. That you get to reuse those screws. The screws are um, this light switch plate came with the house. <laughs> the house was built in uh, when was this house built? Two thousand five. Yeah. So this this house was built in two thousand five, and it has those uh, those light switches. Not from nineteen twenty. <laughs> not from nineteen twenty. They're modern, as far as I can tell. The regular light switches here in the U.S. and um, just reusing those those exact same screws, flathead screws, by that. So um, I'm just screwing this all day. Look at this. I'm just look at this this loop. Just me screwing. Like, is this ever going to tighten? It's funny. And then you can hang it. <laughs> That's so cool. So this is actually code uh, from in a future uh, forthcoming project in collaboration with Davis Dells. So Davis Dells, if you're hanging in the chat room, what's up, buddy? We got some cool stuff to show you later in the segment. Um, but this is uh, some beta code that we're playing with. It is a, uh, an ESP, uh, an IoT clock with weather data showing. Very, very cool. I can't wait to release this one. But in the time being, you can play around with this mount and whatnot. So that's the project in a nutshell. Very, very simple, straightforward project. More generic to, uh, to anybody who, who needs to have their Pi mounted to a wall, maybe doing some IoT stuff, data logging, that sort of thing. And shout out to Brent uh, for the idea on this. He actually was like, hey, do we have a mount, a wall mount for the Pi portal? I'm like, we do now. <laughs> Let's go make one. And it was right after the, the meeting on Wednesday. So whipped it up real quick and wanted to get that out there as fast as we can. Quick shout out for the cool demo that's running on this Pi portal it oh is my the, God. the GIF. This is so cool. Jif? Yeah, Jif. So this is the Jif player. This just landed on the Adafruit Learn system. So this code is on GitHub. It's available and it's documented by Lady Ada herself. So check it out. This is a great way to get uh, GIFs, GIFs playing on your Pi portal. This is running um, Arduino right now, um, but it also uses CircuitPython. Uh, to uh, to manage the uh, the GIF files and conversions, so it's really really nice and easy to do. We also document how to convert GIFs and optimize them so they run the best on your Pi portal. You have two options: you can either go with the external SD card, or if you want to go with the best fastest option, go with the QSPY. That's the internal SPY. You get about eight megabytes of data, um, and each GIF can be uh, whatever, uh, depending on how long it is. My GIFs are about 11K because they're just 2D graphics. Um, that are optimized in Photoshop. But again, we have a learn guide. Why don't we go ahead and run through it real quick since we got a good look at the, the frame rate uh, and the color graphics on the display. Actually, this, this can come off. We can take that off. Ah, I got to do that. It's so fresh. Those are always fun to do. <laughs> All right, so if we go head on over to the learn system, it is right over here. It's called Pi Portal Animate GIFs. So you can see we got some here. Uh, so the second page will show you how to convert your GIFs. We have one ready to go if you just want to get this up and running. And we're using this website, uh, easygif.com. So you can use this online converter tool to, uh, to kind of maximize your optimized frames for your GIF. So you get all these options, lots of, lots of documentation here on exactly where to click, what does what. The goal is to get your GIF um, size to 320 by 240, which is the perfect resolution for the Pi portal. Uh, and then um, if you want to add some dithering and sort of stuff to reduce that file size. And some notes here about transparency and how you don't want to do that because it makes the decoding uh, a little bit bigger, even though the file size gets smaller. 
when it comes to setting up your Arduino, we have a UF2 file that's ready to go. You just That's what's awesome about the Pi Portal and all of the Adafruit CircuitPython hardware is that you, with, with two taps on the reset button, you can swap between CircuitPython and Arduino. And in this project, you're kind of using both. Cir uh, the CircuitPython will manage um, the, the GIFs, and the Arduino side will actually convert those over um, for you on the fly, which is pretty cool. So you can download the GIF demo here. The project is the zip file. You can um, walk through this here and get your initial test working. Again, we have some cool GIFs that are ready to go. Here's this little globe spinning, which is always fun. When it comes to customization, you can choose whether you want to use uh, storage on the SD card or the internal storage. There's some info here about uh, the differences between the two and how you can do the two just by commenting out that code. Loading GIFs, this is the super fun magical part where you can, um, you can either use, um, like I said, the SD card or the internal flash, and this just walks you through that process. There's a GIF folder on your CircuitPy drive. Drop them in there, and then you can swap uh, the UF2 file so you can go back in Arduino land and get this running because it's using DMA. Very cool. Very cool. So all that's documented with lovely images. Thank you, Lamar, for releasing that quick. And uh, yeah, we can get GIFs on our Pi Portal now, which is super awesome. I need to get these over to Phil so he can um, ro load these on his, because I, I made these this morning, and I had to kind of do a little bit of work to convert them. But uh, again, there's free tools to do so. I'm waiting for the person who's going to try to stuff a whole movie, or close to a whole movie, as a GIF on this. Uh, maybe we can take the Doom. You know how it's like, oh, does it run Doom? We can uh, get a GIF of Doom. Like, I know it runs Doom. That's cheating, though. <laughs> All right, Super cool. Into this week's, what are we prototyping? Yeah, let's do that. Do we want to take any questions? Anybody got questions or comments on the wall mount? Um, Wrong slide. I want to take a minute to sip my coffee, but. So for prototyping, we were talking about that clock, right? So what's this clock all about? Yeah, so very awesome. Dave Estelle has made this super awesome Star Trek-inspired UI GUI for the Pi Portal. Yep. I go here. As soon as it loads. Um, yeah, it's actually go. connecting to Wi-Fi right now. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully it'll load up. There it goes. So it's loading the UI. You have an alarms function. Um, you can set the alarm using the touch screen, um, give it a minute to load. So it's pulling data using the Open Weather API. So that is real data uh, from here in, the, in our local area. And then the time is a 24-hour base time, and it's pulling that from the internet as well. This is the uh, menu for changing the alarm. You can either choose to, there's a green button to turn it on and a red button to turn off the alarm. So you can set the alarm. You can either hard code it at the top of the code. This is all circuit Python, by the way. So it's really, really easy to update the graphics, update the assets, the sound effects, uh, and the functionality, of course. Got a speaker mounted on the top for the alarm. We have the power boost on the back, so you can have access to charging, as well as outgoing power, so you can charge your mobile device. You can also recharge the batteries using a 2.1 millimeter DC jack as well. So all 3D printed, of course. You still have access to the uh, programming and the uh, micro SD, SD card. SD card on there, and a nice uh, Star Trek inspired design 
3D printed the button as well, or oh, the yeah. snooze button. This is awesome. So it has a really nice 3D printed snooze button. We're actually, uh, we took apart one of the arcade buttons and we're just using the nub there and the, the actuator itself is 3D printed. And uh, this has a nice little mount feature here. So you can swap this out, add some decals to it. Um, you could even make uh, multiple buttons, which is one of the future plans that we have. We want to put multiple buttons on this. So really utilizing that space there in front of the screen to make a functional button. Yeah, this is really fun. We are in the midst of uh, getting all the, all the things right in the learn guide. Is that right? Yeah, just the assembly. It should probably, it's pretty close to being done. It's just like grammatical stuff that yeah. need to be added for the assembly page, but that will be uh, shooting off to get reviewed. Yes. Uh, so it'll be released probably sometime before next week. Yeah, we're the hoping next week, yeah. For Wednesday of next week. So we'll take a look at the assembly, some of the tips and tricks in designing for a nice little case like this next week. So just a quick sneak peek at what we've been prototyping this week. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Also wanted to bleed it into Shop Talk with these brand new reversible USB cables that we just got in. Yeah, we, we saw it on in the store yesterday and we picked up two of them. Yeah. So the the point here is that don't you hate it when you get your micro USB cable and you plug it in and it's the wrong wrong side? <laughs> no, you won't have to. You won't have to, it's reversible. Plugs in both sides. Shout out to right. Todd. Uh, Todd I forgot your last name, but Todd. On on Twitter. and Twitter and Instagram, I was like, hey, look at these. Mm -hmm. I was like, where did you get those? <laughs> so we'll be taking a look at this next week. Somebody just said, what's the thing on the top? This is a speaker. It's yeah, that's a 40, uh, 40, 40 millimeter. millimeter diameter speaker, three watts, four ohms. Mm -hmm. It might be backwards, but yeah, something like that. It's pretty. It's pretty good. We're using this in like in a lot of projects because it's got some good umph. Right, let me get back to typing. <laughs> My one key. <laughs> yeah, very cool. There's also a, a hidden feature. If you tap Mugsy, something happens. <gasps> I wonder what happens. You have to, feature. yeah, you have to wait and find out. Or bug as Davis tells on, on Discord. <laughs> no, don't do that. He'll probably tell you. Cool. Yeah. We'll talk about this next week. Next week, very cool. We have some other stuff in the works, but uh, we wanted to run through it. So if you guys want the, uh, the this week's project, we do have uh, uh, we have all the files, of course, on the GitHub's. This is a little CAD animation that we put together, just to kind of show the assembly. You can see all the fasteners and the order that they get kind of attached and stuff, but uh, this is all a part of the uh, Fusion 360 source file if you download it and you want to give it a shot. If you're looking to design some other stuff from last week, we have the, the Huzzah ESP32 Feather that is uh, up there on our GitHub page. So you can uh, download that if you want to reuse it in your designs. And for Layer by Layers, we came out with one a little bit later, a little bit earlier? I don't know. We did it <laughs> did it before the show so uh, of last week. So this is a new Labrador tutorial by myself. We did a uh, um, just a kind of a, a walkthrough of a little issue here that I was having with silk screens in Eagle CAD. So if you're looking to create 3D models of your Eagle PCB, your Eagle designs, um, and you're wondering why your silk screens aren't showing up in the manufacturing tab, well I got some tips for you on how to fix that up. So I walk you through um, how to get um, all the imported polygons um, into the right layers, really, and using the tool sets in, uh, in EagleCAD to get um, and just kind of understand the structure of, uh, of the different layers and stuff in your EagleCAD designs. So check that out. I hope that's helpful. And that's all we got, I think, for the Layer by Layer segment anyway. 
We're going to go ahead and jump into Community Makes. And I'm going to go ahead and show off this week's time lapse Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we 3D print something from the community and we share it. This week, it's an Oreo cookie. This is actually a really big Oreo cookie. I don't know if people can tell that it's a big Oreo cookie. But uh, this is a design, I think it's a remix, or maybe it's the original design by Mike Hutchinson. It's called the Oreo Box, and it's a multi-part design that is a sort of a twisty top case. So these two have threaded uh, coils, and um, it twists together like that. It's a really big Oreo cookie. <laughs> Chris Young actually showed this off yeah, on, on last week's show in town. We were like, we just printed that. That's awesome. It's uh, making the rounds. People, people like it, uh, Oreo. This is a big Oreo. <laughs> and it looks like a real one. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely makes it useful when you're trying to make um, something that looks like an Oreo. But also, it's a threaded box. You could definitely use this for maybe making a little keyboard or just for storage. Uh, one of the <laughs> LEDs, yeah. Or like I show in the video, there is enough room or height to store a feather with the larger header pins soldered on there. Uh, really excellent work on creating the threaded design for this. The one trick that I did use was actually chopping off. You can kind of see that right there. Mm -hmm. Splitting that off inside of slicer and then printing this half and this bottom half as a separate piece, only so you wouldn't have to print this upside down. And the other reason, too, is because of the way that this, uh, these two joints uh, go together. I didn't want to have such a huge roof for the top if I printed it up like that. Uh, when you print this on a, a bed, because of such of the, t you know, the tiny little geometries, they might pop off. Uh, even with something like the BuildTac that I have, it, they still managed to pop things off. Uh, it did manage to warp a little bit. Yeah, so. that's one heck of a first layer print. So... We didn't do it that way. I tried. I tried. I had to we scrape off yeah. all of these tiny little pieces when it failed. Yeah. So definitely a lot more easier so to just have this print in these two separate pieces like that. And then the threads are actually just glued on so you yeah. can have a let different me, color for those. Let me just reiterate that this is not the first layer. In the design, this is supposed to be the first layer. Is that right? Uh, I, I believe that's how they had set it up. Yeah. So it would print like that, but we didn't print it that way. As you saw in the time lapse, we printed it this way. Mm -hmm. um, but this piece has been chopped in half. And now, you didn't really on. chop it. You just moved it down in the slicer. Is that right? No. Instead of slicer, it has a really cool command where when you actually chop the object, it'll split it in two. And it'll let you print both things. So slicer is the, the, the key here. I don't yeah, think Kira yeah. can do that, yeah? You can't manipulate, you can't cut. You would have to STLs. bring into something else to cut it. And yeah, like Tinkercad or something. I mean, I guess you could bring in two separate objects, have one that's sunken in and the other one that's sunken in I the opposite saying, yeah. way. But When then we say sunken in, we mean we just move it below the bed. the bed of Cura, and then you can um, print it um, so that it prints there instead of at the very bottom of the model. Mm -hmm. It's a little hard to visualize, but... Uh, we'll do a layer by layer. Maybe. Just if anybody wants one, let us know. Mm -hmm. It's not too hard to figure out. Yeah. So, cooler design for a useful storage using yeah, what a, what a Oreo great themed <laughs> Oreo themed box. box, enclosure, case, twisty yeah. top, whatever you want to call it. Very, very clever. I love the clever things where the color the colors are easy. It looks like it's dual extrusion. It's not. It's just a single extrusion. Just pieces of snap fit together. Mm. It's delicious looking. Yeah, and printing something with coils is something that's amazing that you can do with a 3D printer. Something with a CNC mill. Holy moly, do you need some extra stuff to do that? Yeah, yeah but uh, 
Yeah, there we go. Very cool. So that's this week's time lapse. One you thing I want to this? mention is that it is pretty dense. So I think uh, in the settings for the time lapse, I think it's like 120 grams. So it's pretty dense. So if you guys tell them that you can download it on Instagram, Instagram on Thingiverse. Uh, let's go over to Instagram or Thingiverse. Yeah, there are just the actual design. You can see it there. And uh, different color. Wow, that's cool. Here's how they have their parts set up. This would be such an awful April Fool's prank to give someone. Oh, yeah, and the <laughs> into it. Oh, that'd be terrible. Yeah, but as you can see here, the model's oriented this way. You just want to flip it around. Wait, no, it's modeled. You just want to move it down a bit. Okay, cool. So there you go. Or a clicky box. It's always overhang considerations you want to think about when you're slicing your objects. Right. Okay. Cool. Let's go ahead and uh, look at some other cool makes from this week. We have a make posted of the iPhone 5 and 5S flexible bumper. This is a bumper for the iPhone 5S that is designed to be printed in NinjaFlex flexible material. So this worked out. Definitely a really good calibration print yeah. when you're testing out your NinjaFlex. This was printed on the Ender 3 from Creality. Very cool. Nice. All right, the next one we have is a NeoPixel LED gas mask. Do you guys remember this one? This one was also printed on the Ender 3 Creality. We're going to see this like over and over. Printed on the Ender 3 Creality. <laughs> like everything's printed on that version. So uh, this is a gas mask that we did using some NeoPixel rings and uh, some EL wire. And uh, Heldman on Thingiverse posted his make of this very cool kind of add-ons. He put all these cool, uh, I would call it like a cyberpunk, not cyberpunk, steampunk. That's the one. Add-ins. Um, and what do you call it? Like griblies. There you go. Griblies. That was the word I'm looking for. All these extra gribbly hardwares and stuff. Really easy to add to this design. Very cool. Next one up is a lightsaber using the prop maker wing. So check this out. Fun print. Really easy cover for the over the feather. Yeah. Yep. So this is uh, a feather based feather wing with the prop maker. And uh, looks like this person here is still putting together the blade, but all the electronics and things are working out from the looks of it. Very cool. I think it's white so that you can paint it and things like that. So if you want to make, if you want to build your own lightsaber, check out um, the prop maker lightsaber build that we have on Thingiverse and the Learn system. Sweet. Well, thank you guys so much for posting your makes. We really, really appreciate it. And if you want to share your stuff uh, with the world, you can come on. Tonight is show and tell. You can come on. It's on every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, just hang out in the Discord chat, and we'll send out those lovely invite links. Later this evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, it's uh, Ask Engineer with Lamar and Phil. So we get a full hour of Lamar and Phil, new products, CircuitPython, open source hardware, and more. Yeah. Stay tuned for that for a bunch of the secret patches that we're working on. So always tune in for that. And you get to win prizes when you call in to the show. Always want to hang around for that one. That's right. Don't forget, coupon code is Portal Wall. So if you want to get anything in the shop, you can get 10% off. There will be another code as well later tonight. later tonight. John Park is off this week, but he will return next week. And we hope folks are having fun with their spring breaks. It is kind of spring breakish here in the States. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sweet. 
Don't want to give another shout out to circuitpython.org if you want to. This is our latest uh, kind of project. If you want to, uh, it's just a quicker way to get the latest version of CircuitPython on supported hardware. Go to circuitpython.org and uh, look, look and browse at all the awesome hardware. If you yourself are an electrical engineer and you are making CircuitPython compatible hardware, you can add yours to the list. All you got to do is go to circuitpython.org and uh, add to the GitHub, make a pull request, I believe. Probably the best way to do that is to hit up Scott Shawcroft on the Discord, Discord which is right over here, the Discord channel, discord.gg slash itfruit. Super cool, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. This is going to be it for the show. Want to do a quick one. And don't forget the coupon code. We'll have another one tonight for Ask Engineer. But until then, don't forget to make a great day. That's it. Anything, any last words? I think that's it. See you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Thank you.